Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a Walking in Truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome jujitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel. We give away free Bibles. We offer prayer and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love walking in truth and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth. Everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is truly appreciative. Deuteronomy 3, Conquest Recounted. Then we turned and went up the road to Bashan, and O king of Bashan with all his people came out to meet us in battle in Adrei. But the Lord said to me, Do not fear him, for I have delivered him and all his people and his land into your hand, and you shall do to him just as you did to Sion, king of the Amorites, who lived at Eshbon. So the Lord our God delivered Og also, king of Bashan, with all his people unto our hand, and we smote them until no survivor was left. We captured all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we did not take from them. Sixty cities, all the region of Argob, and the kingdom of Og in Bashan. All these were... Cities fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides a great many unwalled towns. We utterly destroyed them, as we did to Sion, king of Eshbon, utterly destroying the men, women, and children of every city. But all the animals and the spoil of the cities we took as our booty. Thus we took the land at that time from the hand of the two kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan from the valley of Arnon to Mount Hermon. Sidonians call Hermon Syrian, and the Amorites call it Senir. All the cities of the plateau, and all Gilead, and all Bashan, as far as Saliak and Edrei, cities of the kingdom of Og and Bashan. For only Og, king of Bashan, was left of the remnant of the Rephaim. Behold, his bedstead was an iron bedstead. It is in Rebah, in the sons of Ammon. Its length was nine cubits, and its width four cubits by ordinary cubit. Verse 2. 
So we took possession of this land at that time from Aror, which is in the valley of Arnon, and half the hill country of Gilead and its cities. I gave to the Reubenites and to the Gadites. The rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og, I gave to the half-tribe of Manasseh, all the region of Argo, concerning all Bashan. It is called the land of Rephaim. Jair, the son of Manasseh, took all the region of Argob as far as the border of the Geshurites and the Maacathites, and called it, that is Bashan, after his own name, Havoth Jair, as it is to this day. Tumacher, I gave Gilead to the Reubenites and to the Gadites, I gave from Gilead, even as far as the valley of Arnon, the middle of the valley as a border, and as far as the river Jabbok, the border of the sons of Ammon, the Arabah also, with the Jordan as a border, from Chenareth, as far as the sea of Arabah, the salt sea, at the foot of the slopes of Pisgah on the east. Then I commanded you at that time, saying, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess it. All you valiant men shall cross over armed before your brothers, the sons of Israel, but your wives and your little ones and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall remain in your cities, which I have given you, until the Lord gives rest to your fellow countrymen as to you. And they also possess the land which the Lord your God will give them beyond the Jordan. Then you may return every man to his possession, which I have given you. I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So the Lord shall do to all the kingdoms into which you are about to cross. Do not fear them, for the Lord your God is the one fighting for you. I also pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do such works and mighty acts as yours? Let me, I pray, cross over and see the fair land that is beyond the Jordan, that good hill country in Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to me. And the Lord said to me, Enough. Speak to me no more of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift up your eyes to the west and north and south and east and see it with your own eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan. But charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go across at the head of his people, and he will give them as an inheritance the land which you will see. So we remained in the valley opposite Beth Peor. I think one of the scriptures in Deuteronomy 3 that really just kind of jumps off at me is the fact that he points out that all the people, you know, the once they go through and conquer, then the women and the children and the livestock are able to follow. But he says not until after the army goes in. But the, the, little, the little addition that he says, yes, I know that you have a lot of livestock. Think about that just for a moment. If you really were to tally up all of the live sacrifices that are made as offerings to the Lord, you would think they didn't have any livestock left. Because they're giving, especially during the high holidays, there's moments where each family representing is doing multiples of each type. So, so you've got the sacrifices of oxen you've got the sacrifices of goats of sheep of lots of different things that they're offering up to the lord and pigeons and doves and all those things yet they or even when you think about solomon think about that solomon 
he was only so supposed to sacrifice and offer up the one or the two for being being crowned king and he offered up thousands so the question then is as God made sure to point out why do they have so many I think it's it should jump off the page at us they're making these offerings to God and God is multiplying and increasing them tremendously most Uh, earthly thought would be man you're killing off all these animals you must not have many left but the kingdom thought is you're making all these sacrifices offering them up to the Lord and he just continues to increase your number that's such a good thing to focus on it's not that God just wants to take and take and take. He wants the obedience. He wants the sacrifice. He wants that offering that we bring to him because we know who he is. And he is our Lord. So in that obedience, he says, I will give you increase. And that is not a prosperity gospel teaching. That is completely, the prosperity gospel is taught poorly. It's taught to give so you receive. It's taught to give so you become rich. The reality is you give and then God's the one who determines and gives and gives back with wealth. So Father, thank you that you give us the opportunity. Thank you that you give us just this promise that as we bring to you as we have that chance that opportunity to bring to you sacrifices it's not that we bring it so that you will return to us many fold but we get to bring to you to honor you and then it's your choice and your promise back that makes it that many fold return thank you in jesus name amen Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, 
uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.